While getting meals on the table is a daily life task many in this world understandably struggle to execute, the schedule of an independent music teacher seems to make it harder. Dinner, of course, is the meal that's the trickiest to juggle simply because our prime teaching hours often overlap our ideal meal time. We talked a little about ways to help manage the conflict in episode number four of this podcast called Dinner Hour Meets Teaching Hour. In that episode's show notes, you'll even get access to some of my favorite slow cooker recipes. That being said, it's easy for meal planning efforts to often focus on dinner, leaving the midday meal a little in the lurch. This past week, I had the privilege of preparing breakfast and lunch meals for 16 piano teachers at Joy Morin's Piano Teacher Retreat in Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is the eighth time I've catered for a group of teachers, as I've done four retreats for Joy since 2017 and four of my own over the past two years. I've come to notice what my fellow piano teachers seem to like and appreciate. Between those experiences and things I've noticed in my own life, today I thought I would share a few ways to view and manage the question of what's for lunch. Welcome to the Piano Pantry Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Chaplin, a piano teacher from Indiana who likes to cook as much as she likes to teach. I wanted to let you know that due to requests from some of you, I've decided to start making transcripts available for these episodes. To view the transcripts, visit the show notes and click on the link that will take you to the episode page on the Piano Pantry website. I realize that not everyone knows how to find show notes, so if you're listening in the Apple Podcast app, at the bottom of this episode, it will say Episode Notes. Click on the word Show to expand them out. If you use the Overcast app like I do, you'll want to click on the I button. It's a little lowercase i with a circle around it, which means, of course, information. In Spotify, you just click directly on the episode itself to find the show notes. Transcripts are available for all past episodes except for teacher talks or guest hosts. There are six ways I think we can help our lunchtime meal plans. Of course, a lot of what will work for you has to do with if you're working from home, traveling to students' homes, or working at a music school. Hopefully I'll cover the gamut enough that at least one of these ideas will be a new inspiration for your situation. First off, leftovers. Now, while it might not be a new idea to make extra when cooking meals that will keep and reheat well, have you ever considered portioning out a leftover before serving dinner? I do this quite frequently. As long as I know there's enough, I will dish out one serving into a storage container. Since my husband isn't the cook, he doesn't even think about things like that, and he might easily eat seconds or maybe even thirds. I've found starting with saving leftovers first helps get me one extra meal. Number two, breakfast for lunch. You may do breakfast for dinner, but what about breakfast for lunch? We're actually not big breakfast eaters, so I don't mind having a morning-type meal once in a while, whether it's oatmeal or waffles or scrambled eggs or avocado toast. I made a cheesy baked eggs recipe for the retreat this past weekend that everyone raved over. It's just a meatless egg casserole and would reheat great for a lunchtime meal. 
Of course, I know you want some of these recipes I'm going to talk about, so I will link to several things that I talk about today in the show notes for you. Number three, smoothies. Since my husband also works from home, we have gotten into the routine of having smoothies for lunch on Mondays. Sometimes the weekend means having a little heavier eating schedule, whether it's going out or having Sunday night pizza or having a few drinks over the course of the weekend. Allowing our bodies a little lighter load on Mondays really helps us ease into the week. Number four, salad fixings. I finally had to get onto my husband because sometimes I would ask what he felt like for dinner and he might say, oh, just something easy like salad. Well, I said, I have news for you. Salads aren't exactly easy. They might seem lighter at times, but unless the fixings are all chopped up, they take a lot of time to assemble. So yes, a salad is a lovely lunch, but take some time to have a few ingredients chopped and ready to go. I heard an acquaintance recently say that they like to go to the Pizza Hut salad bar and load up their to-go container with chopped veggies and no lettuce. Then they use all those veggies to fill their lunchtime salads during the week. Now, I've never done that myself, but I think it's a pretty brilliant idea if you ask me. Number five, think easy proteins. So also think about the three words canned, chopped, and pressed. Now, while those three words may not sound appetizing putting them together, I don't necessarily mean all at once. So I'm talking here about easy proteins and things like egg salad, tuna salad, chicken salad, ham salad, tuna patties, and salmon cakes. Canned seafood is great for lunchtime meals, as are eggs in a huge variety of ways. My most recent favorites are the viral chili crisp and crispy feta fried eggs. They are so good. Chinese noodles or avocado toast with fried or soft boiled eggs are also always lunchtime winners. If you've never done the seven minute soft boiled egg, you are in for a real treat. Number six, this last one is more of a mindset when it comes to meals, whether it's lunch or dinner, and that is semi-homemade. Don't feel like you have to do it all. This is the mindset I try to take when catering the retreats. For example, I served homemade chicken salad sandwiches on the first lunch day, but the chicken was pre-cooked rotisserie chicken. Sides included raw veggies and dip, a bag of pretzels, and homemade cookies. Try to focus on making one thing and then take some shortcuts on the rest to make life a little easier. So to recap, number one, set aside leftovers before eating your evening meal. Number two, make breakfast for lunch. Number three, consider just having a smoothie. Number four, prep up fixings for salads ahead of time. Number five, go for easy protein, eggs, canned seafood, chicken salads, and such. And number six, plan on something semi-homemade. Today's tiny tip was inspired by an action I was doing myself this very day, and that was labeling student books. I've always jotted students' names inside of books when I knew it would be a book they'll keep, but in the last couple of years, I realized it was kind of nice to just use a label maker to print their names on it. Mostly this came about when having siblings coming into lessons all at once and them juggling like 400 books between them. Having the name on the outside makes it so much easier to distinguish whose is whose. 
This is just one tiny tip from me to you this week. Don't forget, you can get a good handful of recipes in the show notes today. See you next week.